I took the lead. Where's a good station? Somebody's heart. Glorious. Glorious. Amen. Guardians of Grace. What's wrong? Welcome to the Guardians of Grace podcast. Relax. You have found the right place. We're here to serve. Join us. Holding to pure grace. Again. Relax. Join in with us. Listen on. Be blessed. Fenders of Grace. Hello again, everyone, and welcome to the Guardians of Grace podcast. This is installment three of a series of introductory podcasts to get you familiar with our ministry and, and our goals and what we want to accomplish. And what we want to accomplishment is accomplishes the proclamation of the gospel. So I'm here again with Mark. Hello, everyone. And Steve. Hello. Hello, everybody. And uh, Steve, do you mind sharing a little bit about, I think we talked last time about the foolishness of our credentials. We yeah. talked about our credentials and it showed that, that we are perfect candidates to, to preach the gospel. Well qualified. So with that in mind, also want to look at or investigate the idea about the foolishness of the message itself. Wow. Because to to make a long story shorter or to, to give you the final gist of the subject, we depend on this foolish gospel here at Guardians of Grace. We have chosen to depend on this foolish message about this this guy who died on a cross and saved everybody, and now this invisible man lives inside of you. Come on, let's all believe that, okay, guys? It's just <laughs> insane. Yeah, that's the foolishness, Steve. What what about the weakness of it? How does it seem? Why is it weak by yeah. the world standards? Yeah, but without without the power of the gospel coming along with us speaking the gospel, this crazy message, without the power, nobody will listen to us. We'll be laughingstocks. But we're relying on a power to come with the message. And it's the power to give each and every person in the audience the spirit of wisdom and revelation, the eyes of your heart being enlightened, and all of a sudden the scriptures become understandable, which they weren't for me in my first 20 years. I did not understand a lot of what I read. Well, we're relying on using this message and only the Bible. We're not here to tell a bunch of stories and make skyscraper sermons. We're not here to, to give you eloquent words and fine-sounding arguments. We're not here to be tear-jerkers and make you cry or make you laugh and believe certain things. We're, we're not here to do that. We're here to, to show just the Bible, just the words of God, and we believe there's a power in that, in Absolutely. using or in relying on the Spirit of God 
to do for us what we can't do for ourselves, which is in this case, run a podcast that is worthy of listening to. Amen. Can I interrupt you a second? Yeah. I was thinking about in Romans chapter 1, where Paul calls the, the Roman church, calls them saints, beloved of God, already addresses them as believers. Then he says, I am zealous to proclaim to you the gospel. Well, why would you proclaim a gospel to people that are already believers, saints, called saints? Yes. Because the gospel is a lot, lot more than Jesus died for your sins. Right. Paul was a modern-day preacher. He'd say, the saints, I have a message of ten steps or seven effectual habits. You know, it's things that you can do to get where I'm at. Yeah, kind of saying that the gospel alone is not enough. Right, and in, in saying that we're going to depend on motivational speaking to, to get you aroused. We're, we're not going to motivationally speak. The gospel stands alone. It needs no supplements. It needs no urging. It needs no accountability partners for its power to work. In fact, Paul, at the end of Romans, we we already showed that he addressed them already as believers. And the word is an amazing word. He says, that is why I am so, in the NIV, it says, uh, eager to preach the gospel to you, or some say zealous. The Greek word is burning Paul was burning to proclaim the gospel to a group of believers that were already believers. But he was burning to proclaim this message to to you that was considered weak and considered foolish by the natural mind. But it is the power of God. And at the end of Romans, he says, Now to him, Christ, who is able to what? establish you by my gospel not by the as mark mentioned the seven habits of the effective (laughs) christian or the they won't establish you no they won't they they won't because i've tried i've i've tried to to be established by those forms of self-determination and it just didn't work i didn't blossom because you didn't have an accountability partner. Right. All to those break you over the coals that, when you did Those stuff. were the things that appeared wise to me. It, asking to believe in the invisible man inside of me seemed foolish. Yeah. And just to rely on the spirit and rest seems weak. It seems like a quitter, yes. right? Yeah. 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 So they, were, they legitimately sound like weak and stupid there was a lot of things about the grace message that sounded funny sounded funny peter Um, said resting and when you rest you'll do actually more yeah by resting (laughs) what uh, that's upside down and then you got peter spent three years with christ these things that paul says are pretty hard to understand (laughs) yeah yeah and in our own human intellect and i agree they're they're not going to be understood. In our own human intellect, they're not going to be understood. That's part of this gospel of grace that we're talking about. Depend on the Spirit of Christ in you to cause that revelation, to cause you to understand the Bible itself. Like it says in 1 Corinthians 
two, that the spiritual man knows the thoughts of God, not the natural man, not the person who's on the driver's license. He's not the intellectual that is going to understand or figure out God, but the spiritual man, he figures out all these things and knows the deep things of God. And that's what we want to teach about, a dependency on the spirit. Yeah, I would say that even if you have, even if we only have two and a half followers, I just feel that this power is just even encouraging my spirit. Even if we were to be just speaking into a mic that's not going anywhere. I'm expecting that, that not only I, but us, all three of us will get lifted up by these, these very words. And I'm hoping that the power will just be felt through the uh, speakers or the uh, earphones. You know, or, or, Amen. You know, but there is a tangible power. There's a tangible power to reliance on this foolish message and not more formulas and, and more motivation to do the best you humanly can do, which is what we hear, you know, in the modern day Christian world on the TV, the radio and everything we're, we're hearing what amounts to is motivational speaking, trying to get you to do the best you can when that doesn't measure up using the spirit's power is what will measure up. And we're saying it even specifically to the idea of understanding this message. You have the mind of Christ. That's the last verse in 1 Corinthians chapter 2. But you have the, the mind, mind of, of Christ. Christ. That's the mind to use. And you, let's just look at some of these. Starting in 18 of 1 Corinthians, the word of the cross is foolishness to those who are perishing. Mm-hmm. Go now, for it, Bill. But to us who believe it is the power of God, for it is written, I will destroy the wisdom of the wise and the cleverness of the clever. I will set aside where is the wise man, where is the scribe, where is the debater of the sage. Has not God made foolish the wisdom of this world, this cosmos, Good this quote, elementary Bill. principles? But the because, here's why, because the world in all of its wisdom mm-hmm. failed to get to know no, God. God. Huge point. The point of the whole Bible is to know Christ. Paul put this as first and foremost in his letter to the Philippians. He says, if anyone has reason to put confidence in the flesh, which is the man who is perishing, he said, I have far more. I was circumcised on the eighth day, keeping in the law. I was a Pharisee, a Hebrew of Hebrews, a scribe as to the law. I was what? Faultless. But whatever was to my credit, I consider lost for the sake of knowing Christ. I consider everything a loss compared to what? The surpassing value of knowing Christ Jesus my Lord. Now, you're rifling off in verses, Bill. Knowing Christ, I thought he knew Christ. Didn't he meet him on the road to Damascus? Yes, Um, he did. Yes, he did. So what's the big deal about knowing someone? Right. right. Well, knowing is a big word in the Bible. It is. The first time it's used. Biblical words are. Yeah. You remember the first time it's used in the Bible? Back in Genesis. Yeah. It says Adam knew 
his wife, and they bore a child. It's not talking about they were introduced to each other and knew each other. Adam knew Eve and they bore a child. They became one flesh and experienced each other. Adam experienced Eve and they bore a child. That's a huge part of the way this word that we get translated know means. It's an intimate relationship, not a set of rules and regulations to follow. Epinosis, another great word used uh, over and over. It's a superimposed knowledge. It's something that comes from God and goes into you. It surpasses human intellect. It literally says that. There's a Bible verse that literally says and it passes human and surpasses human intellect to know this love which surpasses In human Philippi, intellect. No, Ephesians three, yeah. yeah. Ephesians he says, three. He says, "Now I pray that God would strengthen you with power. Where? In your, your inner, inner being, where the invisible man, man Christ yeah. dwells by faith, and yeah. that you being what rooted and established." in the love, love of God, God would have the power, power power to do what? Mighty things? things? Nope. Power to grasp something. Power to comprehend something. How high and how wide and how long and how deep is the love of Christ and to what's no, said, this, this love that what? And Supra, it would be experienced this love. To experience this, this love that surpasses knowledge. knowledge. It's the Greek word hooperbola. It is the Greek word hooperbola. It literally means to overthrow. Overthrow human intellect. I'll give you a visual picture. It's like when a quarterback overthrows the receiver. He, He puts the ball at 25 feet over his head. It's not going... That's what the natural man is to grasping the love of God. Spiritual thoughts expressed in spiritual words. Yeah, he's just not able to grasp. They overthrow him. They overthrow him. You've heard that phrase, oh, it went over my head. Well, that's where they got it from. It's a biblical phrase. That's why it says that the, (laughs) the natural man cannot accept the things of God. They're over his head. Exactly. They're thrown over his head. So what does he do with it? He says, well, those are foolish. That's stupid. And these are Bible verses we're alluding to. In other words, in in 1 Corinthians chapter 2, it says the spiritual man understands these things and it goes over the head of the natural man. It says it right there for you to read. If we go right into chapter 2 of 1 Corinthians, it says, it's Paul again. Speaking of, he didn't want to come with wise and persuasive words. By the way, it's cool if you can, if you are a great speaker and proclaim the gospel. I'm not saying that. Mm-mm. But we are saying that it's the message that appears weak and foolish. And Paul. But it's powerful. To, it, it appears it is weak powerful. and foolish, but it's a powerful message. The things that we're going to talk about over the next few months or years have a power. They're powerful things to think about. It's a demonstration of the very Spirit of God. If they yeah. believe the, yes. the Spirit of God has demonstrated itself. Sounds like you're right there in First Corinthians 2. Yeah, 2-4. Can, can you read it? 
My message and my preaching were not in persuasive words of wisdom, but in demonstration of the Spirit and of power. Wow. It was the gospel. The simple gospel was of power. And then he says, doesn't he say, we do have a message among the mature? Yeah. Yeah, it does say among the mature, a secret wisdom. That none of the rulers of this age, meaning the, the scribes and Pharisees and those... The men on top of things. Yeah. The, the guys running shakers. The, the, world, the world council on the... Jewish religion of, of his day. Yeah. Otherwise yeah. known as the Sanhedrin and other names like that. Yeah. He Those. says, we have a message among the mature, the people that have wholeheartedly said, I want to know, I want to rely on the spirit for everything. And he says, that's the mature. Not, are we to rely on an accountability partner, maybe? Nay. <laughs> So exactly. If you're if you're still there, you're not ready for this message yet. But he says, but if you've seen that that message doesn't work for you, you're ready for the message. Yes. So yes. he was talking about this secret message, and he, he was saying that the powers to be, if they could have understood this message, they would not have put the Son of Glory to death. Yeah, But they didn't understand it. It was veiled to them. And that's what we here at Guardians of Grace want to do. We want to unpack those scriptures to let you see the intensity of what they're talking about and the ramifications that they have. These scriptures, I'm telling you, are powerful in a tangible way. They are. And it's it was this message that Paul is is saying that we do have this message among the mature that, as we just said, none of the rulers of this age had understood it. But he says he does reveal it, this message, by the Spirit. The Spirit teaches us all things and help me out. Yeah, we need not that a man teach us anything for this Spirit that's real and not counterfeit. It teaches us to what? Abide in Christ. Remain in in Christ. Stay in this message of the invisible man inside of you. Rely on the the man inside who is none other than Christ in you, the hope of glory. We were just joking when we were talking about the invisible man. We're probably going to lay that aside. But the the idea of Christ in you and the way... The Bible depicts this inner man, the new man. You'll see it's synonymously referred to 30 different ways. And we will look at all all of those and you'll begin to understand the limitations and capabilities of both the human nature and the divine nature. And you'll learn eventually to put your confidence in the spirit to do for you what you can't do for yourselves. Yeah. And it's good to understand and keep reminding ourselves there's nothing that we can do to obtain this spirit that's freely given. It's something that... It's a gift of God, not of works that any man should boast. And so, but it's so much in our our human nature to, to say, well, can you give me 10 steps? Can you give me seven ideas? Can you give me a prayer to say every day? Is there a communion 
I can go to that. How about any three-day seminars? Do you have any of those coming up? Yeah, and maybe a little bottle of water from Israel might help, too. Yes, yes, (laughs) or or some cloth from the Pope. Just take a poll here. Did you guys ever do any of the 31-day experiments? Yeah, if you do something for 30 days or 40 days, it sticks. Did any of you guys make it past four four days? days. (laughs) Right, right, right. Wait a minute. Something here is freely given. So we have to keep reminding ourselves that. Otherwise, we, we, we tend to think, well, maybe if we listen to 10 episodes of this Guardians of Grace podcast, we can get it. Yeah, the, I, I love that verse about the, the Spirit shows us the things that are freely given to us, not the things that we think are earned by us. The Spirit freely gives it to us. Because the natural mind, and one of his flaws and of not knowing God, he lives in a cause and effect religion. That if you do this, God will do this for you. If you sow a seed or tithe in a certain ministry, God will bring about a blessing to you. But the wisdom of God says that the world does not accept, says that the Spirit teaches us all the things that are freely given to us, already done for us in Christ. There's kind of a parallel in creation where we're the new creation, but we can see some parallels from the first creation. And it says that in the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth, and the earth was formless and void. And that's there's a parallel of our darkened understanding and dark heart. But it says, let there be light. So Paul picks up on this in Second Corinthians, and he says, the God who said, let light shine out of darkness, has caused his light to shine in our hearts to give us the knowledge of the, the glory, glory of God of in the face-to-face relationship mm-hmm. of, of Christ that we had. So you see the, the parallel that this message came into a darkened heart, and God's the one that said, let it, let it shine. And he revealed his Son in us. We were getting off on that the other day, Steve. It was good. It was good. revealing... God who set me apart at birth mm-hmm. and then chose to reveal, to reveal his, his son, son in, in me. me. Yeah, we skip yeah. over that. Yeah. yeah. In part? Yeah. Okay. Reveal yeah. his son in me. It's got ramifications, that's for sure. And Paul was so fed up of these Galatian people, whoever had invaded the Galatian church and were teaching them seven effectual habits of... Uh, and that's where all that got started in Galatian <laughs> Church, we believe. But they were proclaiming all these things. One, you got to be circumcised. Step one, you know, at least have that commitment. And we don't say circumcision in a, anymore. We say you have to renounce all these bad habits of yourself and turn around and, and start living a clean and purposeful and so we do that. We say that that's the first thing. That's not the gospel. No. The gospel is you can't do anything, so stop trying and start resting because I'll do it in you and for you. Oh, yeah, that's stupid. That's foolish. That's weak. That's never going to happen. That's, Here we are again. We're depending right? on that to happen. We're, we're depending, depending on, on God to come through. And we have confidence that he will. Yes, our ministry depends on it. Whether our ministry lives or dies depends on that power, not on eloquence of speech or any of these 
fine sounding arguments or people that are called scholars or PhDs, whatever we point to, in other words, whatever any of them says has to line up with the scriptures that we point to, because that's all we're going to do at Guardians of Grace is point you towards scriptures and let you read them for yourselves. You'll never have an argument with us at Guardians of Grace because your only argument will be with the Bible itself. So what are we... What what would we like to, going forward, we don't want to just remain three guys podcasting. No, no. We want to get our Facebook pages going and start some sort of community of people that are trying to understand the Bible and trying to be blossom as Christians and be the best Christians that they can be. We, we want to get a, a community of people and Facebook each other and friend each other and yeah. become friends over over the internet. We want this community to be a worldwide community. So we want you to recommend us to all your friends and invite people to come hear the foolishness of the gospel being proclaimed because it really can change lives. It's for real. It's for real. You can blossom as yes. a Christian. I would say stick with us and, and, and grow from this. But yeah, spread the word. Eventually, we're going to need help on a lot of technical issues and a lot of platforms and places where we want to get out the message even stronger. But, you know, we're happy with just sharing the words of wisdom and spirit with each other and grow together yeah yeah and someday we'll even have an email address <laughs> <laughs> but we're getting there we're, we're getting there we're that's what we're working on the last couple of days getting an email address going so that lets tied, you know well, tied, where we're at tied to our website guarding grace yeah okay. yeah it's all got to be tied together and linked up with uh, things that we don't really understand yes. but little by little we're, we're going to get make these accomplishments and get this gospel out to the people and set people free from the chains of legalism and self-determination and the shame they feel because they're trying to measure up to perfection and you can't do it. None of us are perfect. So how bad you feel about yourself is how bad you've let the pulpit or the radio or the TV condemn you. They've yes. told you that you're you're not committed enough or, or things like that. We want to break you free from those chains that these yes. people have taken you captive with. Yes, and, and part of the reason we're doing this, we're not hearing this message in any megachurch or every broadcast in such a way that we're relying on the Spirit to be different, to be spiritual in what, in what we're teaching but we, we do believe there's pockets of people out there. I've met people in East yep. County that I go to basically the pockets of people that, hey, you know, I, I'm seeing the Bible a little different from what they're saying on TV and radio. Yeah, we'd like to make a list of churches that actually do preach the grace message and have it for everybody's, for everybody's benefit. And we're your friends. That's it. That's it. We don't, we don't feel it's our job to point out people's doctrinal faults we feel that it's enough to just proclaim this gospel amen and let it fall let the seeds fall where on good soil rocky places and wherever they fall they fall 
but we'll let God take care of the seed and its growth, and we're confident he will. Yes, and you can always be our accountability partners in that. If, if we're making statements without showing the verses that back them up, just bust us. Call us on just it. Say, yeah, call us on it. We want you to. Well, thank you. You have a job. You have a job at Guardians of Grace. I think eventually we're going to give the Guardians numbers, and you'll be Guardian number 623 or something like that. There's things we're thinking of to do to build this family. Right now, number four is still available, so that's <laughs> Yeah, yeah. That's funny. Okay. So with that in mind... I would just like to conclude tonight's podcast by just saying we are out here to minister the gospel, the euangelion, the good news. And we believe that the good news comprises all of the grace that you need to live the Christian life. And we want to do what Paul said. I teach this way of life in Christ Jesus everywhere in every church. We want to teach everywhere in every church the idea of living by the Spirit's power, the Spirit of Christ who is within you. Like I always say, Colossians 1.27, Christ in you is the hope of glory. Well, that's going to become real in your life eventually. It has to. That's what it means to live the Christian life is to know about this guy, Christ, who lives in you. Through these podcasts, we're going to see change. We're going to see lives blossom as they give up the human performance mentality and begin to rely on Christ to do the good through them that they're, they can't do for themselves. So we want to slowly but slowly grow and we want you to recommend that that's your job if you'll just recommend us and invite people we'll feed them the word thank you for everything we love you guys god bless god bless